If the extent of your pet photography brand stops after a logo, colors, and font, you need to tune into today's interview with Abby Grace Springman. She is an expert brand photographer, speaker, and educator. And in this interview, Abby Grace teaches us all about how to build a brand that is deeper than just the visuals, including how to take a test to find out your superpower and how to distill your communication into three key messages. But before we start, we do want to let you, our listeners, be the first to know about the upcoming 2022 International Pet Photographer of the Year Awards. Woohoo! Drum roll! Yay! Exciting! We have people message us pretty much all year <laughs> asking are the awards open yet. So as this interview is going live, this episode going live, entries will be open in the next couple of weeks. So basically they're open throughout May. It is the world's largest pet photography specific competition. We have amazing prizes and all-star panel of judges. And Kirstie and I are very passionate about making it accessible to everyone. So it is, as always, completely free to enter. Head on over to the Pet Photographers Club com forward slash awards to find out more. Welcome to the Pet Photographers Club with your hosts, Caitlin and Kirsty. Tune in as experts share their insights to help grow your business with higher sales, creative marketing, and kick arse business strategies. Now on to the show. Hello and welcome to Season 12, Episode 5 of the Pet Photographers Club. I'm Kirsty McConnell. And I'm Caitlin J. McCall. And today we're chatting to Abby Grace Springman of Abby Grace Photography. Welcome to the club, Abby. So maybe just for the listener, Abby, because you might not be familiar to our audience, I might get you to give a very brief introduction into who you are and what it is that you offer. And then we're going to jump straight into all things branding. Yeah, so I am a branding photographer for sales-driven, high-performing, creative small business owners. So I specialize in working with people who are in the top like 1% to 5% of their industry. And I come in and I photograph a whole suite of marketing-minded, strategic photographs that help them, the small business owner, be seen the way that they want to be seen, which ultimately helps bridge the disconnect between their intentions for the brand and public perception of the brand. So like, let's say you have a wedding photographer who's also a course creator and a speaker, um, and they have like a membership site. Like, so they've, they've got more than just an about page and an Instagram feed that they need content for. I come in and I shoot either a half or a full day's worth of content that's going to address the, all of the areas that they're hoping to use those photographs. So sales pages and newsletters and opt-in pages and funnels and as well as social media content. But to, to give them, it's an, almost a holistic approach to photograph, putting visuals to their messaging for their brand. Okay, cool. So you're like deep involved in like both things that you offer, I guess, photography wise with your clients that you just spoke of, and then also helping other photographers with different aspects of branding from all different perspectives. So we're super excited to dive more into that. So I want to start with thinking of pet photographers or photographers in particular. What is the biggest mistake that you see photographers make in their branding? Yeah. So I think it's an overly simplistic approach of like, something's not working or I, my brand hasn't, hasn't really like settled into the groove that I want it to, or people aren't getting it. It's not clicking or I'm not booking the clients I want to. I know 
I'll just go buy a new website template. Like it's the problem must be the visual brand. So I'll just rebrand and that will fix the issue. If the extent of your pet photography brand stops after a logo, colors, and font, you need to tune into today's interview with Abby Grace Springman. She is an expert brand photographer, speaker, and educator. And in this interview, Abby Grace teaches us all about how to build a brand that is deeper than just the visuals, including how to take a test to find out your superpower and how to distill your communication into three key messages. But before we start, we do want to let you, our listeners, be the first to know about the upcoming 2022 International Pet Photographer of the Year Awards. Woohoo! Drum roll! Yay! Exciting! We have people message us pretty much all year <laughs> asking are the awards open yet. So as this interview is going live, this episode going live, entries will be open in the next couple of weeks. So basically they're open throughout May. It is the world's largest pet photography specific competition. We have amazing prizes and all-star panel of judges. And Kirsty and I are very passionate about making it accessible to everyone. So it is as always completely free to enter. Head on over to the Pet Photographers Club dot com forward slash awards to find out more. Welcome to the Pet Photographers Club with your hosts, Caitlin and Kirsty. Tune in as experts share their insights to help grow your business with higher sales, creative marketing, and kick arse business strategies. Now on to the show. Hello, and welcome to Season 12, Episode 5 of the Pet Photographers Club. I'm Kirsty McConnell. And I'm Caitlin J. McCall. And today we're chatting to Abby Grace Springman of Abby Grace Photography. Welcome to the club, Abby. So maybe just for the listener, Abby, because you might not be familiar to our audience, I might get you to give a very brief introduction into who you are and what it is that you offer. And then we're going to jump straight into all things branding. Yeah. So I am a branding photographer for sales-driven, high-performing, creative small business owners. So I specialize in working with people who are in the top like one to 5% of their industry. And I come in and I photograph a whole suite of marketing-minded strategic photographs that help them, the small business owner, be seen the way that they want to be seen, which ultimately helps bridge the disconnect between their intentions for the brand and public perception of the brand. So like, let's say you have a wedding photographer who's also a course creator and a speaker, um, and they have like a membership site. Like, so they've, they've got more than just an about page and an Instagram feed that they need content for. I come in and I shoot either a half or a full day's worth of content that's going to address the, all of the areas that they're hoping to use those photographs. So sales pages and newsletters and opt-in pages and funnels and as well as social media content. But to, to give them, it's an, almost a holistic approach to photograph, putting visuals to their messaging for their brand. Okay, cool. So you're like deep involved in like both things that you offer, I guess, photography wise with your clients that you just spoke of, and then also helping other photographers with different aspects of branding from all different perspectives. So we're super excited to dive more into that. So I want to start with thinking of pet photographers or photographers in particular. What is the biggest mistake that you see photographers make in their branding? Yeah. So I think it's an overly simplistic approach of like, 
something's not working or I, my brand hasn't, hasn't really like settled into the groove that I want it to, or people aren't getting it. It's not clicking or I'm not booking the clients I want to. I know I'll just go buy a new website template. Like it's the problem must be the visual brand. So I'll just rebrand and that will fix the issue. And really that's, I mean, you're just slapping a bandaid on a bullet hole at that point. If you haven't taken the time to sit down and actually discern and clarify, what is the brand about? Who is it meant to reach? What is my superpower as a, as a photographer? Like what kind of unique strengths do I bring to the table that make me uniquely qualified? And not just like, what is it that I want to be saying, but who do I want to be saying it to and understanding the motivations that govern this target audience that you have and really getting to know them, not just like, Oh, well they shop at J crew and they really like vanilla lattes, but like, I want to know what keeps them up at night. Like what is their number one concern about whether or not to hire you, their number one fear about your product? What are their hopes when it comes to what it is that you deliver? So getting like really, really deep into not just what does the brand look like, but taking a, I mean, the best word for it, there's again, holistic view of who is the brand about? Who's it supposed to reach? Why are we doing this? What are we trying to say? And how is it different than the photographer next door? And I think that that's one of those crippling fears that so many creatives and photographers have of, I don't know what, like, why should they hire me? Like if a client legitimately came to me and was like, why should I hire you instead of the photographer next door? You're $50 more expensive or several hundred dollars more expensive. Why should I choose you? Like, that's the question photographers are afraid people will ask them because they genuinely cannot tell you why. And do you have a way that you recommend photographers digging in to find that? Yeah. So I like to look at branding as like inputs versus outputs. Like if you imagine, so I'm from the DC area, it's actually the middle of the cherry blossom festival right now. So if you imagine a brand, like a tree, like a cherry blossom tree, right? So underneath the ground, you have this complex system of roots. You have soil that nourishes the roots. You have water that's coming in from rain. And then above ground, you have this beautiful tree that's once a year decked out in thousands and thousands of gorgeous pink blossoms. Well, as photographers, as creatives, it's not just photographers who do this. As creatives in general, we tend to look at what's above ground and say, that's it. That's, that's all there is to it. But what we don't see is all the work that's happening underground to anchor that tree in place so that when a hurricane comes or the wind blows, the entire thing doesn't topple over. And so those inputs are what's underground. They're like the invisible side of your brand that so many photographers don't even know they don't know. Like it's what's missing, but they don't even know to look for it. They're just so focused on how many pink blooms do I have that they're missing the fact that their tree is not properly anchored. And so those inputs are going to be things like figuring out like, why are you here in the first place? What is your, we call it our why statement or your mission statement or your purpose statement, whatever it is. What is the thing that keeps you in the game when things get really hard for me? I love helping photographers and my clients focus on what matters most by simplifying the process for them. So like for my branding clients, I come in and I shoot a ton of photographs so they don't have to worry about sourcing images, you know, the next time they launch something like they've just got a whole folder whole library of images they can pull from. It simplifies their job so they can get back to doing the part that matters most for them, like living in their zone of genius. So finding your why, figuring out what are your values and how does that affect the way that you want to run your business? For me, one of my biggest values is freedom. And so running my business in such a way that allows freedom to do the work that I love, the work that I'm uniquely qualified for, but then also that my business has like a start and an end time to it. So I can enjoy freedom in my personal life so that I'm not, you know, at 9 PM when I'm trying to sit 
on the couch and enjoying me with my husband. I'm not like checking email on my phone. So you've got your why, your values, your strengths. If you've never taken the strength finders test, it is wildly illuminating and your strengths reveal where is it that you are uncommonly gifted? Where are you playing with an unfair advantage? For me, one of my strengths is communication. And then another one of my strengths is woo, winning others over. And so like when I used to be a wedding photographer, that was enormously impactful because it meant I could walk into a bridal suite and immediately put people at ease. And like that curmudgeonly groomsman who didn't want to have his picture taken, I could win him over. So you've got your strengths. Then there's the superpower. Like what is like, okay, so I'm good at this, but the thing that I'm best at is this. What is that for you? Because those strengths and that superpower is going to begin to shape how you pitch yourself to your client. So for me as a branding photographer, I'm uniquely gifted in communication and I love strategy and marketing. And so when I'm pitching myself as a brand photographer, I'm coming at it from a perspective of, listen, all these other brand photographers are approaching your shoot like a portrait photographer. So they show up and they take a bunch of photos of you smiling at your laptop and that's it. But me, I'm looking at this as a strategist. So I'm going to take a deep dive into how are these photographs going to help bridge that disconnect between your intention and their perception and getting really, really specific in my shot list to make sure that we are hitting the mark and that these photographs are reaching the people they're supposed to reach. Another one of your inputs is going to be, like I mentioned earlier, your audience. Who is it that you're trying to reach? Why do they want what it is that you're selling? So taking into consideration your strengths, how are you uniquely qualified to serve them? And then, okay, based on what your audience resonates with, how can we frame those strengths in a way that's going to make sense to them? And it's really going to hit home with them. You have your market need, that's market need and positioning. Like where are you sort of in pecking order, right? I'm going to use wedding photographers as an example, because I was in that field for so long. Wedding photographers, there tends to be like four overall classes of weddings. You've got like budget weddings, mid-range weddings, luxury weddings, and then ultra luxury weddings. So like, where are you in the midst of that? Positioning is a lot more than just like how much are your clients looking to spend? But like, for me, part of my positioning is I serve the top one to 5% of my industry. So one of my clients is a chair stylist, right? She is the chair. So she teaches people how to DIY upholster their own antique chairs. And she's really freaking good at it. She's like the best in her industry. And that's who I serve. And then you take a look at the unique voice that you use to communicate as a brand. Are you serious and reserved and a little bit more quiet? Or are you like, the girl next door, outgoing, like, how is it that you want your brand to sound? Some of that's based on how you prefer to communicate, but some of that's also going to be heavily influenced by how does your audience respond? Like, what are they looking to hear? Because it may be that your audience doesn't necessarily want to hear all of the personal stuff about you, but they love hearing about your professional accomplishments. And then finally, the final input there is messaging. What is it that you're trying to say? Like a collection of like anywhere from three to seven messages. And then we repeat those messages over and over and over again, because the nature of small business is that you constantly have new people coming in the door, right? Well, hopefully we constantly have new people coming in the door. And so we have to learn to tell the same stories to them over and over and over again, because even though you may have posted the same storyline 15 times over on Instagram in the last couple of years, they're new and they're not going to go back and read your posts more than like nine to 12 posts ago. So that's like the, on the input side, just to recap, we've got your, your why, your values, your strengths, knowing your superpower, figuring out your audience, who it is you're trying to talk to, your positioning, your voice as a brand, and then finally the messages that you're trying to tell your audience over and over again. Amazing. Thank you, Andy. (laughs) Okay. So we want to pick this apart a little bit. Some of these, you know, things that 
our audiences are probably familiar concepts like defining a mission statement and your values, but some of them I feel like, and I could hear you get extra excited about them too, and I feel like they're really interesting to dive into a little bit deeper. So maybe let's save the repeating the three to seven messages um, because I found that really interesting. I'd love to save that for the extended episode with the members. I want to dive back into finding your superpower and that strength finder test. Now, is that a specific, like an online test? Yeah. Yeah. So it's the Clifton strengths test. You can do, there's like two different versions of it. You can do like a, in US dollars, $20 for the top five. And if you pay for the full version, I think it's 50 US dollars. It gives you your entire rundown from there's 34 overall strengths. And so it'll give you your whole rundown from one to 34. And I actually think that one's the most advantageous because as much fun as it is learning where I'm weak, it also helps me understand like one of the things that strength finders like postulates is that you're going to see a bigger return on investment leaning into your strengths than you will trying to improve your weaknesses, which was enormously freeing for me to be able to be like, oh, I don't have to stress about the fact that like, I'm, I'm just making this up. The administration is not a gift of mine because I can't remember what my, my bottom five are. But like one of my husband's top gifts happened to align with some of my bottom five gifts. And so my husband and I work together. So being able to say, okay, I don't need to like feel guilty about the fact that I'm not good at this because Matt's going to take that over. Or maybe if you work by yourself, like I don't need to feel bad about the fact that strategy is not one of my top five. It's actually one of my bottom five. So maybe you find someone to come in who that is one of their strengths and like allow them to lean in because you're going to see a bigger return on investment for them being able to live in their zone of genius than for you to try to force one of your weaknesses into a strength. Okay. I love that. I love it as well because just last week, a bunch of pet photographers and I were talking about hiring and outsourcing. And I feel like that's such a easy, simple way to work out who it is to hire first. You know, like what do I need that's, we were talking about releasing the bottleneck and sometimes that can be actually hard to find like where am I the bottleneck in my own business and in fact just doing this test like you've just said would give you that answer straight away so definitely for the listener go and check that out it sounds great this strength finder test I know Caitlin is already going to be like very excited about this and we're definitely going to have to be doing it for the club because I know how she rolls um Okay. So I understand like in terms of hiring, as I just said, for example, or learning how to become more efficient in your business or something like that, how knowing your, where your strengths and weaknesses lie could help. What about in relation to branding, how you feel that that's really important or is it mostly about just like getting those foundations sorted first before you move into more branding stuff? Yeah. I mean, I think it, it impacts both like how your business forms, but then also like how you choose to show up. So like, I love communicating. I love talking. I like literally majored in talking. My degree is in communication with a concentration in PR and like knowing that like, Oh, this isn't just like a thing that I like doing. I'm actually very good at this. And another one of, like I said, another one of my strengths is woo. So like that almost gave me the permission to lean into the public speaking side of things even more because I was like, Oh, this isn't just a thing that like I think I'm good at, my mom tells me I'm good at, but that everyone else is like, maybe you shouldn't do that anymore. Like this is actually a unique gifting of mine. And so like, I know that when I speak, 
I communicate what it is that I'm trying to say. One of my values is boldness. And so like, I'm not afraid to say hard things. And I also love being able to take like these esoteric sort of vague concepts that are floating around in other people's minds and put words to them to help make them more concrete. And branding is one of those things that's like, it's so, it feels so vague, right? Like it feels like this huge woolly, like cumulonimbus cloud floating in the sky and you cannot wrap your arms around it. But the problem is we need to be able to wrap our arms around it because a strong brand can be the difference between a business that makes it and one that doesn't. And so like being able to take a concept like branding and condense it into a bottle of smart water is what I've tried to do. We have a mini course that I teach called Branding Foundations, and it like walks you through the inputs and the output side of your brand with a brand manual in it to like try and eventually help you put words to your own brand, a very, to put words to something that's very vague and huge. And so like to get back to your original question, like how does like figuring out your strengths impact, not just like the business model, but like how you, and like for me, it how it does it, like knowing your strengths actually influences the offers that you choose to put out there, the services that you choose to provide impacts the way that I show up on social media because like I know like my husband and I have shared our story of infertility and adoption over the past several years and like I don't know that that's something I would have felt like people wanted to hear from me if I didn't know that what my existing gifts already were if I didn't know that like that that gift for communication paired with a desire and a a value of boldness of sometimes speaking hard truths it was like permission that I needed to show up and say something that maybe a lot of other people needed to hear but like nobody else was willing to say it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. I did an exercise a few years ago when I was trying to nut out and work on my brand, um, contacting clients who were already sort of my ideal clients. I gelled with them. They're who I wanted to work more with and asking them specific questions about what it was, you know, why they were hiring me. And the answers that came back were completely different than what I was expecting. So the one of the answers that I kept seeing pop up in, you know, I, I think it was like 20, 25 clients was that they had chosen me because my photos were natural. It's like that adjective kept popping up again and again and again. And for me, I felt like, well, if I'm having this many people tell me that that's what they're seeing in my photography, then I guess I have to adjust my brand. So how important do you think it is to be getting feedback on your brand, like something like that exercise versus doing something like these tests um, and sort of establishing your brand yourself? I think outside feedback is enormously helpful. I think you need to be really careful about who you're asking for that feedback from. My website designer, Jeff and Jen of Tonic Site Shop, when they work with clients, one of the things that they have you do, especially when you're in the brand discovery phase and like maybe it's your first time doing, I actually don't know that they do custom jobs anymore, so don't quote me on that. But like in the past, Jen and Jeff would have you send out this questionnaire to five people who knew you best that asked like, how would you describe me? Like, what would you say? Not necessarily that my strengths are, but like, what would you say about my work? How would you describe my brand? That's actually one of the things that I recommend photographers look at is reviews. If you're not sure what it is that sets your work apart, you need to look at what other people are saying about you because often there's going to be a thread, just like you found a thread woven throughout them that maybe you had no idea as a wedding photographer. One of my, like the biggest pieces of feedback that was, Oh, she makes us so comfortable. And I was like, I 
kind of wish you were talking about like how beautiful my work was and like how sensational of a photographer I was, but they were like, no, she, we felt so comfortable. And because we felt so at ease and we felt like we could be ourselves, the photographs were all the better because of it. So like, I would say like as a wedding photographer, my greatest strength was like the fact that I was a people person, but I didn't know that until people told me, like, I always knew I was a people person, but I didn't know that was the strongest part of my brand as a wedding photographer until my clients told me. And so, yes, I would say like, do the, the internal work, do the distillation process, walking through these things like values and strengths and audience and positioning and everything. But then also ask people, ask your past clients, the ones who were, you're like, Oh my gosh, if I could photograph people like this or their, or their pets like this, like every weekend or every week or whatever, then like, this would be, this is the ultimate situation to fit to. This is my dream client, right? talk to them. Don't necessarily talk to the client. You're like, eh, I wasn't so crazy about working with them because we don't necessarily want to repeat (laughs) those kind of experiences. But when you can get in, like get an idea from your target audience, like how do they see you? It helps you start to intentionally put that message back out there to get more clients like that. Okay. That's really helpful. I think that's great advice too. So takeaways already. (laughs) Um, So many from this episode guys, but nutting out your mission statement, building a library of content that you can draw from. So I guess, you know, your visual brand is looking cohesive, your values, that strength finder test, the audience, your ideal client, marketing, positioning, brand voice, and messaging. So I think let's, wrap up the first half of this interview. But before we do, I know that you offer this branding foundations course. So maybe you just want to give a little bit of a plug about that for the listener in case they're interested, because I know that it's a, it's on my mind. So probably they, it's on theirs too. Yeah. So branding foundations is a mini course for creatives to help you guys walk through, clarify and distill what it is that makes your brand sticky. Like if you're one of those photographers, that's like, I know that I'm really good at what I do. I know the skill isn't the question, but people are having trouble finding me because I'm not giving them anything memorable memorable to latch onto branding foundations helps you figure out how can you start to talk about your business in a way that's that like resonates in the minds of your clients. So if you have those five tabs open on your screen of like five different pet photographers in the Melbourne area, you're the one that they come back to. You're the one that they remember. So it's a course that's broken down into what we were talking about earlier, like inputs versus outputs with the brand manual at the back to help you collect all of that information in one place. So that when you're repeating those messages to your audience again and again and again, that it all feels very cohesive cohesive and purposeful and dialed in. It's like teaching people how to remember you. If you, if you're someone who's struggling with feeling like your brand itself, isn't very memorable. That sounds fantastic. And I think for anybody that's maybe feeling like they could be doing more, or like you said, at the very beginning of our chat, I'm like, Oh, I fixed my website. I thought it was a magic button, but it hasn't worked. Then mm-hmm. you're like, definitely your branding foundations course is a great place to go. So we will have all the links and resources to Abby Grace in the show notes. So just head over to the petphotographersclub.com forward slash podcast forward slash one, two, zero, five. If you're not a member yet, you can always join us and you can continue listening to part two of this amazing episode in the member zone. So head over to the petphotographersclub.com forward slash join to find out more there. Thanks for listening to the Pet Photographers Club. To subscribe to the podcast, check out other episodes, and keep up to date, head to thepetphotographersclub.com.